Very nice to have you with us today, Aurora. It's very nice to be here, Gudmundur. <laughs> Thank you. You pronounced the name pretty well. Thank you. Did you practice beforehand? I practiced um, right after you told me today. <laughs> okay. <laughs> A bit in my head. <laughs> Great. So, where should we begin? Uh, <sighs> Yes. Would you want to begin with uh, telling uh, telling me a little bit about um, about your childhood and and how you grew up? Well, um, I think I am, or I I strongly believe that um, of course our childhoods has a lot to say with the person we eventually become. But I also think um, we have way more power than we believe. Mm. That we don't have to. Necessarily blame the things in our childhood. No, we're um, not defined by childhood. Yeah, mm. but we're not defined by it because we have so many, so much potential and so much power yeah. to become whatever we want. And I think that is the biggest gift I've been given. That mm-hmm. I've been told that so many times that yeah. I, I have the power to to change um, what I want to change and to be what I want to be and. Um, that's a great thought. So, so if you think back, when mm. when did you start to have uh, have these thoughts about yourself and, and life? Um, well, I was um, I I'm I've never been a big fan of analyzing myself because um, I just like to exist and I like to just be and just um, explore. And I find that when you, the less I think about myself or. or analyze my behavior or my choices mm-hmm. the more um energy i have to actually notice the beauty around me yeah. so uh, my um i'm a very big fan of looking outwards than t- too much inwards mm-hmm. unless there is something in me that is um ruining how i experience life like yeah. pain or grief or so something sorrow. negative then then, then you, you have, have to, to look, look inwards and, yeah. and yeah. fix it or l- mm. learn to live with it yeah. depends what kind of pain it is and when when you create music is it the, uh, do you use the same process as uh, looking do you look more upwards when you create music or do you look more inwards um i don't i don't know when i make music outwards and inwards is kind of the same thing because um, or I haven't written so much about like really, really personal things, and I haven't written so much about love or um, love songs because I've been so busy about writing about everything else that's happening in mm-hmm. the world. Because I care very deeply about people and the planet and mm-hmm. about a political matters that's happening and emotional. Um, inequalities in the world and it's um, there is a lot of things to be inspired by out yeah, there yeah. but it's personal also because mm-hmm. you do take the um, what do you call it the injustice out there mm-hmm. quite personal yeah. because it is personal so beliefs about injustice and something uh, outside uh, I just did that myself before so don't worry <laughs> So, so that is something which uh, inspires you and creates something in you, which 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 helps you do the music. Um, yes, I am very inspired by, or it's changed with time. I I I don't know why I want to make music all the time, and I don't really understand why I need to make music. But I feel so much better after I've made something, and I feel such at peace with 
existing, I think, when mm-hmm. I write and play, because I don't have to question why I'm here anymore, mm-hmm. no. because it just makes sense, because music is so beautiful. And I feel like music is such an important thing, uh, especially now. It becomes more and more important, I think, by with time, because the world and society is getting more and more cynical Mm -hmm. and I feel like we're losing the language of the soul like there's nothing almost nothing left Mm -hmm. here in this world that speaks directly to the heart and and the soul Mm -hmm. because we have so much that speaks to the mind and Mm. the brain and you know um, taking space noise everywhere and I think that's why I love music because it just speaks directly to um to the soul, and it's one of the few languages mm. we have left that yeah. the soul understands. Okay, so so uh, so as you describe, like the music, it, it means a lot to you, mm-hmm. and and when you're in that space of creating music, you you feel that is a, a that is something existential, then mm-hmm. and then you're in the in the now, so to speak, and and is is that correct that you're in a certain space or or. Uh, uh, emotion which allows you to just focus on the music and nothing else yes mm. it's very it's very liberating it's like um, dreaming mm-hmm. and sleeping but being very awake and eating the best meal mm-hmm. and having sex and swimming and flying at the same time yeah. it's all of it and also crying it can also be very painful mm-hmm. to write music it depends of course what yeah. you're inspired by in the moment but it's a uh, um it's very nice. I'm very happy that I'm very grateful that I'm allowed to make music and that I that I have it in me because mm-hmm. it it's the only thing I understand. <laughs> I so think. Tell, uh, uh, explain a little bit more about like you talked about the world um, and injustice and and other world this uh, mm-hmm. that you create music not. Uh, not because of you or how you feel, but but a little bit about what's going on. Can you can you explain that uh, to me and, and and the people listening a little bit? What do you feel and what do you think? Um. Well, I think um, I got a very big shock when from um, when I kind of turned into um, when I grew older because mm-hmm. I was very sensitive as a child, but. I was very protected by my parents from anything that was really, really sad mm-hmm. that that happened out there because I I was really inequipped emotionally to um, to deal with the inevitable sadness out there because it was just too much and um, I think that's why I started making music in the first place. Okay, so because music became a coping mechanism. Yes, uh, you I think, think so, so or something? Yeah, okay. I think so because mm. I was a very sensitive child, which I think many children are and many yeah. people can recognize themselves with. So it's not really anything special. But I, I think, um, yeah, it started out as a very good coping mechanism and a mm. way to raise questions and make my own answers. Yeah. Um, it's very. It it was very important for me um, and I'm very yeah like very important I'm very grateful that I've had music all my life because I think I started writing when I was five or six wow. so I was very young but I mm. understood s- still that this is important and this this makes me feel good and that makes me want to do it mm. every day because I love feeling good mm-hmm. 
But yes, I don't. I think I lost my train of thought because I speak so much. But I. Yes, I was really bad with dealing with everything mm-hmm. around me, yeah. and I couldn't really. I didn't know where I stopped and where the people around me started. Yeah. Like, um, if anyone was sad in the room, I could become really sad. So you were sensitive um, to others' feelings. Can you? Uh, is it okay if we talk a little bit about that? Uh, you mentioned that you began writing songs when you were when you were five. Uh, can you take us a little bit back in time? Uh, um, as you were a child, you mentioned that you were sensitive. Can you mm-hmm. can you uh, tell us a little bit about that? Um, I was really sensitive, and I was really um, I needed to be taken away from a lot of of the noise mm-hmm. um, more often than many other children I think I I struggled a lot with um, noise and um, with um, when you talk about noise you mean general noise like just, no, I mean uh, like or, or, or all you the mean, fuss the fuss or, like okay. other mm-hmm. children yeah. birthday parties were my least favorite thing because okay. there were so many people was too much making thing. noise in the room and yeah. And beginning at school also, I didn't like school mm-hmm. as they don't like school. I think no. it's important to learn and I love learning stuff, mm-hmm. but I don't like school so much because mm-hmm. it's so it's not made for energetic, weird children. Mm-hmm. And I was a very energetic and weird child. Um, Why do yeah. you use the word weird? Like uh, for me, weird can be a little bit negative word. Yeah. Uh, so, so, but maybe you use it in a positive, positive way. I, I think I use it purely objective like mm-hmm. just as a as a as a description with no emotional connection no. to it whether it's positive or negative so not, not uh, you were not as the other children or you were different in a way yeah. just mm-hmm. uh, just not as as good at being social mm-hmm. and i didn't really enjoy being social mm-hmm. and the school system and i guess being human is very re- revolved Mm-hmm. around that you have to make friends and be social mm-hmm. and that so it's not really made for introverts and people who just like being alone mm-hmm. and um um so it's it's not really weird but it was just different from the few people mm-hmm. that i knew in my little town that yeah. i grew up in i think okay. um but i i had a really good childhood mm-hmm. but i just liked being alone i didn't like being with people you preferred being alone and then that was more comfortable for you it was just more mm-hmm. fun did you start then dreading to go to school when you were younger like did you have like bad like oh i have to go to school and 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 uh, did you start to have anxiety for it or something like that i think sometimes yes but also i i was lucky to have good teachers mm-hmm. that understood so when i asked them if i could i often asked my teachers if i could go when I felt really restless, mm-hmm. I asked if I could go out and run mm-hmm. one time around the school yeah. <laughs> and then come back in. So you had and they full of energy me. as a as a yes. as a child. Did you think that the school, like the system, as we talked about, that that it held you down a little bit, <laughs> that that everything had to be in boxes? Was that something you thought like that was uh, um, not good for your energy? Um, well, I think I think it's good sometimes to learn or to be um, um, utfordret mm-hmm. challenged 
yeah. to be challenged yeah. in uh, in a way that kind of makes you break your own pattern. I think mm-hmm. that's a very healthy thing for all people and children to experience. But of course, I think the schools aren't made for people who are um, very energetic or mm-hmm. um, that struggle with paying attention. Mm-hmm. I, I got a lot in a lot of trouble because okay. so I you didn't had to pay. go to the principal. <laughs> yeah. uh, I didn't that, that pay we, attention. That we both have in common. Yes, that, that happened I was to me a, a lot as well. Not <laughs> the favorite, I think. I was okay. very bad at paying attention, yeah. but I didn't really relate to all the things they were teaching at school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yes, I guess it's it's different from person mm-hmm. to person how we feel about yeah. school. But I but I love educating myself because um, I find mm-hmm. learning about things all things is mm-hmm. um gives also a lot of meaning to life mm-hmm. but yes um and you talked as well about like uh, then then um, that you felt um, a lot of pain for the world as well and and was it was it at some point you started to realize more about the world uh, uh, the planet or other things or injustice and that started to influence you um, at 9 or 10 or 11 did did things start to change then um i I think mainly the beginning of my life mm-hmm. <laughs> um, was more, um, I was very taken by emotions and I was really confused with the with people's fear because I, I, I wasn't really afraid of things and I wasn't ashamed f- of things. I was very comfortable with being angry or sad. Or, mm-hmm. um, you know, I was, um, you could easily tell what I was feeling and you still can. Mm-hmm. And I remember as a child n- noticing that people seemed sad, especially grown-ups. And they didn't s- say that they were sad. Mm-hmm. And that confused me a lot as a child that w- when you realize that people can actually be in a lot more pain than you know. Mm-hmm. And, and they covered over it or not. Yeah, <laughs> like most people do. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think that's incredibly sad mm-hmm. to think that the people that needs support the most have to endure so much pain alone and often when you're in pain um, you have to also cope with being so lonely at the mm-hmm. same time and that's just it's just incredibly sad and mm-hmm. it uh, it inspired me to write a lot of music that could be that friend mm-hmm. to people because we aren't really taught to share our emotions especially not men which you can see on the, on how, um, on the um, percentage of how many men or women that commit suicide every mm-hmm. year. It's clear to see that um, in the mental health department, mm. we need to um, support men because <laughs> mm. uh, there is not a lot of room there. I think women and men are both victims of the macho culture yeah. in in different ways mm-hmm. but yes it's it's a very important thing to talk about but yes that mm-hmm. that inspired me a lot to make my first album mm-hmm. all my demons greeting me as a friend very long title but that inspired me um I just wanted to make music that could be that friend mm-hmm. to people and that could allow people to feel and not be afraid of emotions because mm-hmm. it's a part of life and it's a part of being human and it's just so important to allow yourself to feel pain or to feel anxiety or to feel like you're gonna die but then always remember that eventually it will get better i know sometimes it seems like it can never 
be better and the worst thing hearing is when people say it will be better with time because yeah. it's just like um, it can it can be unbearable to even mm. hear it but because it's, it's is, true it's often yeah okay so yeah I often thought when people say that it's not the time itself uh, mm. which makes makes it better but it's what you do in that time mm. which helps you okay but that's very interesting Aurora that you that you talk us through that and, and great to hear that that's that's a thought which inspired your first album. Mm-hmm. So um, when you talked about uh, the these emotions, strong emotions, and people covering it, and I think maybe in the culture and society we live in, I think maybe if we reflect about it, that is true. I mean, I think the culture doesn't really encourage to show your true emotions, or mm-hmm. like when children are growing up, you shouldn't show very strong emotions. Mm-hmm. So so that's at least one angle, and then. Um, when you talk about discovering emotions, uh, uh, it seemed like you were thinking about some person close to you. Was there some person close to you which you which affected you a lot, which you thought like covered covered his emotions too th- too much? I think everyone around mm-hmm. me did did so. In the uh, family and friends. Yeah, in family yeah. and mm-hmm. friends. I think that's yeah. Every single person I know. Mm-hmm. A, is covering up their pain um, everyone mm-hmm. and it was just really confusing because I didn't have the same mechanism I guess mm-hmm. to cover up things so it was different you wanted you wanted to be a little bit more truer to your emotions that it felt wrong to cover it and then you wanted to express your emotions did, did people indicate that you were too a little bit too much that <laughs> oh you were too emotional or you can't show this or, or did you did you get a lot of feedback about that um, I think that's where I was very lucky and mm-hmm. I'm very lucky with my parents they're just brilliant people and they never said anything about anything they mm-hmm. just allowed me to be free and if the teacher said that Aurora is a bit different or a bit strange and we mm-hmm. might need to blah 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 Mm -hmm. they were like no she's just herself and um they were very uh, very clear about Mm -hmm. that nothing is wrong even though you're a bit different than the few people you see around you right Mm -hmm. now Mm -hmm. because out there the world is so big and i think i knew that from a very young age that the world is much bigger than my little town how many lived in your little town and not many i think like 300 people Uh, and the school only had like Mm -hmm. nine students Wow. in the class so it was very it's not small <laughs> exactly yeah that's that's very small even compared to Iceland standards. yes yeah. okay so so and and tell us then the, the like the road you took uh, from from um, developing into a musician so so at what age and, and time did you start to experiment with music and um, I I never really wanted to be an artist Mm-hmm. Um, it was never a dream. I wanted to be a scientist or a psychologist, mm-hmm. but then this kind of just happened, and I just went with it. <laughs> but um, I just um, I started making music when I was five because I didn't think um, there was any song that was just right because. Mm-hmm. We heard some music. We didn't have a radio at home or a TV in the beginning, so we only have like had a few records to listen to. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had some Leonard Cohen, and and I remember thinking that oh, it's beautiful with the guitar and the the way things s- sounds and the 
the the the warmth of mm -hmm. the music. I remember thinking that like that's a nice melody, but I don't like the melody that comes right after. Mm -hmm. And I just sat down with the piano because I wanted to make a song that was perfect for me, like mm -hmm. the whole way. So it just came. I just started making music because I was unhappy with the songs I had in my life. <laughs> <Well>. <laughs> I was like, no, I need to make something exactly. that's, that's fulfilling. Yeah. And then I just continued because it felt amazing. And when I was uh, And that is 14, probably a story which is uh, uh, like very and, uh, uh, amazing for people to hear. So at five years old, you started to sit on the piano. Did you hear the notes? Did you play yes, after them? Yes, it just ma made sense. And you never learned. It, it came natural. It just came natural. But... Yeah. It took time, of course, but mm -hmm. it's piano. I don't know why I did most... like this. Mm -hmm. I was like, why but did I do this? You don't. Most... You don't. It's obvious that I don't play the piano. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you probably didn't do like this, but more no, like it this. was just. Yeah. Um, but I think piano is not the most hard thing to learn. Yeah. Guitar is more like mm -hmm. you can see, but on the piano you can see every note and remember. Mm. So it wasn't that difficult, mm. and I have a good um, hearing yeah. thing. So, so you heard the notes and you did yeah. you yeah okay and it was mm -hmm. just it just came very natural mm -hmm. and I loved it and and I just did it for many years and I think I played a lot in my room and mm -hmm. my parents didn't know that I sang or could play before I was fourteen fourteen so I I, I played mm -hmm. in secret for quite a long time yeah um, because I didn't have any need for anyone else to know you're doing it for yourself because it's just yeah. you know mm. it made me feel delicious yeah delicious and then i guess my parents found out when i was 14. did you try to hide it for him or, or was not, it more of a not a, by a, meaning it's just it, was, yeah. it just didn't occur you had, had no interest in saying hey here i am music was something between you and, and the music yes between mm. me and, and me yeah. <laughs> and but then, yeah, they they knew, and then I think suddenly I played a song on my school, mm -hmm. and someone filmed it and put it on the um, internet, mm -hmm. and that's how my management found me. Well, how old were you then? Sixteen. So at very young age, you got then spotted. Yes, yeah. well, I was fifteen, mm. yeah. but I yeah. So they they called me and said, "Do you want to be an artist?" And I was like, "No." I don't think so. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I didn't want it. But then my mother said that um, my music made her feel pain, but in a nice way. Mm -hmm. And that I think she said to me the first time that my music is was like a language to her soul. Mm -hmm. And she said that I should share it with people because it's selfish to to keep medicine to to yourself mm -hmm. you have to share it because it might do good for like one person out there mm -hmm. and I thought okay I'm gonna try and then yeah mm -hmm. then it just happened but it was kind of a coincidence mm -hmm. that I, all of this happened it I didn't mean for it to happen no. so it was, it was just an accident a song which came out suddenly in school someone filmed it and then then mm -hmm. um, was that then the start of, of uh, Aurora the artist uh, as we know today or, or did yes, it take me. some years to let you came back or, or how was the development? Well, I think that was the start. Mm -hmm. I showed them a few songs and then we recorded Runaway, which mm -hmm. I wrote when I was 14, I think. No, 11. Yeah. Oh, it was, it's very old. 
And then I released that song and it went well and blah, blah, blah. And then my first album came. Mm -hmm. And then I took inspiration from why I started making music, this emotional thing. But it's clear to see that on my second album, Mm -hmm. I can see and hear in my lyrics that I've been traveling. Mm -hmm. And I traveled so much with my first album. I traveled Mm -hmm. to so many places and I saw how similar people are Mm -hmm. how we are so the same we have the same needs and the same hearts and the same minds and it's so different and it's so unfair how different it is to live around the world even like some places um you're allowed to be who you are and in other countries you're not even allowed to love Mm -hmm. and it's just it just sucks Mm It so sucks. The, so the injustice that you've seen in your travels, that, that uh, affects you? It affected me a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thank you for that. That's you're it. welcome. It affected me a lot when... Um, I, and you have to write one album for everything. You know, mm-hmm. I have a lot of things to say. Um, but yes, once I had made that emotional album, mm-hmm. I, I traveled around and it just... Um, I couldn't stop thinking about how many things there are to fight for. Mm-hmm. And how important it is to never stop fighting for equality or um, against injustice. And then I just realized that music can also be a tool Mm -hmm. of inspiring people. Mm Because they already have the the warrior inside of them. Mm -hmm. They They already know, they're already good, they are already determined. And sometimes you just need something to inspire you. And Mm -hmm. we are very like... um, um, they're my supporters are very cool people and they're very strong minded and um, they're very um, aware of their potential mm-hmm. and how important every single human being is mm-hmm. and the only change we can make obviously is when we stand together like we do now because we can make really big things happen and, and it's just um it's just really cool. I feel like people now, finally, in the whole world, are realizing how much power they have mm-hmm. to speak their minds and to fight for things they believe in. is is beautiful. It's very inspiring. This, do you think that, uh, like, uh, um, is the music you develop is it a little bit connected to like the emotions you're going through at different periods? Like now, you talk about after you're traveling, you experienced a lot of injustice. And that motion was very strong for you. Uh, does that then lead to that you you create music around that emotion? Um, yes, you have to live first, and then you write about it. Because mm-hmm. there is nothing more in- inspiring than than life itself, of course, and and people, and um, it's just the most inspiring thing. And and you try with every with every al- album you make, mm-hmm. or I try at least to find out. Um, to try to see in the future mm-hmm. and to think what do I think my fans would love to hear mm-hmm. you know what would we need maybe in one year um, and you try to make the music that fits um, people's hearts you know mm-hmm. um, so it's, uh, it's, it's very fun and it's just uh, very inspiring mm-hmm. So it's also like an instrument for the people. So that's something you think about as well. What you, what your listeners and fans need at that time, you that's also inspires you. 
it's it's the only thing that inspires me. Mm-hmm. But is to think that, oh, oh, it's it's the biggest thing that it's the most important thing that inspires me, yeah. is to think um, what people would need in music because that's the whole point, isn't it? What else is is it for? Of course, sometimes what people need is to dance mm-hmm. and to feel happy. Uh, so that's also equally as important. Mm, but yes, it's very, mm. it's very inspiring, and it's just nice for me, I guess, like all people, to find meaning in whatever you do. Mm. It's 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 important for us people. So, so uh, are you then happy with uh, with the role you've uh, taken? Now, now you didn't become a scientist, but you ended up being a very known and successful artist. Are you are you are you? happy with that or, or do you want to be a scientist when you grow up? <laughs> Maybe. Um, no, I think I'm happy with it. I don't, I, I haven't really stopped to think mm-hmm. <laughs> what I, if I like it or not, because it's mm-hmm. just kind of what I do now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I, I think I like it. It's a very strange thing. It's definitely not a natural thing for humans to experience this artist thing. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it's a healthy thing either sometimes to um, be worshipped. I think it's, it's a bit scary. Also, mm. I don't know. Can do think. something with people. Yeah. yeah, it's just it's just a weird thing. Mm. It's a weird thing that humans have created yeah. that we like to mm-hmm. like worship something or someone. Is um, that uncomfortable for you? That that sometimes you feel that yes. people worship you. Does it? Does it? What does it well, uh, do to you? It is. It is very weird, but it helps me because I know they know that. Um, we are all just friends and that you know they are so important to me because I wouldn't be an artist without them mm-hmm. so they kind of it's it's balanced you know um, I couldn't do what I do and I wouldn't have an, any reason to make music if they didn't exist if, if people didn't exist mm-hmm. so it's it's all kind of connected in the end mm-hmm. but yes it's a very strange thing I find it very hard to deal with and I don't like being on a stage so much. I like it now, though. But in the beginning, it made me want to puke or pee myself. Or, mm. I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's interesting that you mentioned and uh, that, uh, like, for for many people, like you explained that uh, that making music that has been was giving you the most, so mm. the purity of that. Okay. And then some other activities comes along, which you're a little bit forced yes. as an artist <laughs> to do, having shows, concerts. Uh, uh, has that been? Uh, a difficult road of doing other parts of the music coming up to interviews or shows and has that been difficult? Um, well it was in the beginning but I guess all people should and and should have and they they have um, some parts of their life they're not mm-hmm. uh, they don't absolutely love you know that's just how it is mm-hmm. and I know that however I think about it I'm I'm just very very lucky so whatever I think about things, if I get tired of something, I always come back to the fact that I'm obviously very uh, privileged mm-hmm. and lucky. So it's very easy to kind of put your mind in the right place again. I do it very quickly mm-hmm. because I know this is a, dr- a big dream for many people, what mm-hmm. I am doing. And it feels like I've stolen someone else's dream since it was never my dream. So I feel bad sometimes, but now I think it's becoming my dream. Mm-hmm. Because I'm, I'm very. My dream is to continue to, um, 
make music mm. and I guess now I like playing more because it gives you the chance to see what your music actually does mm. and it's very beautiful and yes you know when I said that I sorry I touched your knee that's fine with this and <laughs> um, but yes I uh, you know when I said when I was a child I didn't like people mm-hmm. it took me a long time to even like like touching and hugging I don't really like so COVID is perfect for me because I don't like <laughs> to be close um, not of course it's very sad that people died That's, mm-hmm. it's a horrible no. I, I'm just saying that now it makes me feel bad touching, that I la- laughed the touching, at the same time you said that. the okay. touching yeah. is I can live without the touching can live without no touching of strangers um, and, and, yes mm. but um, um, being an artist have helped me love people because there are so many things with humankind that are just rubbish mm-hmm. and you think what the hell is wrong with these people yeah. and why are why do humans suck mm-hmm. that's a very frequently asked question I think because we do so many strange things and all the problems we have have been created by ourselves and we make everything so complicated and it's mm-hmm. just very demotivating but um, but um, touring has helped me see that people are quite beautiful mm-hmm. and that there are people like me out there people that maybe just feel a bit on the outside sometimes mm-hmm. or um, introverts and the people that no one is listening to mm-hmm. that often have the most to say mm-hmm. which is really annoying because they could be the best leaders I think but they never get the chance yes. to be heard mm-hmm. there's a really heartbreaking thing um, but yes, it helped me love people. Mm. When you see people cry, mm-hmm. how can you not love them? When you look at them, showing. And finally, people in the audience are actually showing what they're feeling, mm-hmm. not hiding like all the people. So it just gives me... It gave you more energy in the, yes. in the end. Yeah. So interesting that you mentioned. So before before I, I came in here, I, I just saw a schedule uh, from your tour last year. And uh, it was a it was a brochure, and I saw you were you had a concert for many days in a row in a different in a different place. Yes. And and I started thinking about I started like, okay, it's a concert like uh, every day, many days in a row, and no matter how how uh, fancy the hotel is, which you're staying it, it must be stressful and it must uh, require a lot from people. So how have you tackled that, like touring and then doing concerts every day, new environment, um, and mm. how has that been for you? I think that's the most unhealthy part mm-hmm. of my life and of many people's lives that ha- have to do the same thing mm-hmm. in their job. Um, it's very, I find it very stressful and I often miss home when I'm on tour, I miss the mountains and I miss the air. And I miss the rain and the cold. The the world is too hot. And <laughs> uh, I feel homesick a lot because yeah, I miss the quiet. I love silence so much. Mm-hmm. It's just the most beautiful thing. And there is no silence out there in the big cities. It's just noise all the time, and it's very um, strange. But it takes a, it takes a toll. So yeah, what kind does. of plan do you have? Um, you seem very conscious about how you feel and how you're thinking. Mm. So, so I'm sure you you you've had a plan, and I think most people do, whether they're aware of it or not. How do you cope? Like, what do you do? Um, well, f- first of all, you have to kind of 
I have to learn or I had to learn um, to build some walls, some healthy walls yeah. to keep the world out. And also you just have to, um, which I also think many people out there can recognize themselves with, that you just you just deal with it. You just accept that, okay, I'm tired all the time and you have to sleep like one hour a night and be in a different city every day. and um, Which is, it's very exhausting. It's very exhausting. Oh my Lord, it's exhausting. Do you have any routines? Like uh, um, I, I, had a, I had a friend that's traveled a lot and he, he struggled with it. And in the end, he, mm. he thought like, okay, I, I have to have a routine. He woke up early, he trained, he stayed away from alcohol. Mm. Did you end up having some kind of a plan or, or, or to, to, to help you cope with this? My routine is uh, I drink alcohol mm-hmm. <laughs> and I don't train mm-hmm. and I <laughs> sleep very little. So you ask for a mini bar? Yes, because I, I love having a beer after the show. It's okay. just the best thing. Yeah. And my band is just amazing and we yeah. have a lot of fun. Yeah. I'm very... Um, I like living. Mm-hmm. I'm very bad at making a plan. I hope I didn't make you feel bad. Oh no, the, I'm just saying I have no plan. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I just do. That sounds like a plan to me. Like yes. that you celebrate. I've, you celebrate mm-hmm. things after with the people you're working with. You have a close relationship mm-hmm. with the people you work with. But never before the show, obviously. No. Oh. Um, but, but afterwards, yes, after then, we then it's celebrate, cheers. We did great. And we laugh a lot. Yeah. That's good workout for the for the belly. Yeah. And often when things go wrong, little things, you can laugh about it for yes. with the team and then yeah, sure, we'll fix it next time. And is, yeah. is that what happens? Yes. And we just have fun. And mm-hmm. it's very important for me that everyone in my team has fun on tour mm-hmm. and that they're being seen and yeah. that they feel comfortable. And yeah. I don't want to make too strict rules because mm-hmm. I want people to be able to have fun mm-hmm. in this yeah. weird part of our life where we are allowed to do something so strange as touring mm. Mm. but that's uh, interesting and maybe maybe that is uh, a plan or one part of it yes. I wasn't eardropping before but I heard you were talking with your manager about uh, about this person person which you said we have to have that person with us because she's so positive and she's so optimistic and, mm-hmm. and she does very good things for the team mm-hmm. so that is probably very important for you and your team that that you're working with people which which are positive and give you giving you a lot of energy and support yes. is that is that uh, is that uh, one part of this uh, um, of of your coping when you're when you're traveling Yes, it's it's very important, mm-hmm. and I hate that um, this industry is so big and everything is mass produced, and I don't like meeting people all the time that mm. you don't even know the name of. Um, so it's 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 very important for me to 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 choose people that I think are brilliant, mm-hmm. and then to always be loyal to them. Mm-hmm. I would rather. Um, I was touring quite a long time with some dancers that I found in Czech mm-hmm. um, Republic and even though I should probably have found local dancers in every place I went to because it's, it's more uh, expensive mm-hmm. to bring but I, I promised them that I would choose them as my dancers and then I brought them around everywhere oh. with me mm-hmm. but that's just because they were so special and they mm-hmm. were so kind yeah. and spiritual and, and good people mm-hmm. and then you know that you have to just bring them mm-hmm. with you 
because you have to be loyal mm. to the people you love, I guess, mm. in this yeah. world, because there is not enough loyalty. Mm. It's interesting you say loyalty. Um, uh, uh, loyalty. Uh, uh, you mentioned that also a couple of times. Loyalty before we start talk. Uh, is loyalty important for you? Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. It's very important. Um, I feel like. Especially in the music industry, people aren't always being t- taken good care of, and people can, you know, it's very like, um, like in most businesses, I guess, that everyone is replaceable, mm. and I don't like that policy because no one is rep- is replaceable, mm-hmm. and you should uh, really take care of the people that help you achieve the things you achieve. Mm-hmm. Like I, um, it's very important for me mm-hmm. that we. It's important to be seen also. I think that's one of the most painful things people experience when people don't see them, you know? Because mm-hmm. we, we need to be seen when we're in pain, but we also need to be seen for mm-hmm. our talent and how, how good we are and um, our potential and to be understood. Um, I said, okay, mm-hmm. very interesting what you say about the relationship which you have with the people you're working with. And is that something you, you, you take time in doing, that you get to know the people you're working with uh, in, in different positions? Um, is, that, is that something you have a focus on, that, mm-hmm. that, uh, that they feel that they are seen by you? Is that important? Well, of course it is. Mm-hmm. And they see me and I see them. Without it, it wouldn't be as special. Mm-hmm. And um, yes, it's very important. Mm-hmm. But I think, I think, I hope that's a very obvious thing mm-hmm. to m- most people. I, I, I think many people think the same as I do. It's important to mm-hmm. to have good relations mm-hmm. and to you know, it just becomes more. Mm-hmm. Fantastic! Yeah. When everything is just good and we're having fun, and mm. also it's incredible to see people around you having ownership to their success, and we mm. achieve things together, and it just makes it even more fun. It's yeah. important to have someone to celebrate with, mm. that loves the project and that loves you, and you love them, and then you're not alone in your success, mm. which I think many people can yeah. be which is very destructive and mm. incredibly sad. Yeah. So it's good to make friends with everyone <laughs> because okay. it's the mm. most fun. And, and what you say is probably most people would agree. Uh, yes. Uh, and, but I think that difficulty is often is uh, doing it in, in practice, uh, mm. seeing people. But it seems like you've taken extra steps in, in having that policy. You are working with the people you've started out working with as dancers. Mm. You fly them rather than having new dancers. So that's something actively which you which you work on. Well, yes, mm-hmm. but I don't know. It's no human is replaceable, mm-hmm. and then I then I you have to stand for that mm-hmm. and that you know they. I picked them in the beginning for a reason because they were amazing mm-hmm. and then I want to to keep using them mm-hmm. because I told them that many many years ago so it's what, very important and what happens to you uh, when you experience that someone uh, as is not loyal to you or or uh, doesn't mm-hmm. see you or not or is not loyal what 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 has that how has that affected you 
that hasn't affected me so much. I think, I think as kind of the the boss, it's more important to take care of the people and to not misuse your power. Mm-hmm. Um, but if people, I it's very important for me that people do what they want mm-hmm. and people do what feels right. And if they can take take an extra step somewhere else, or you know, obviously that's a just a fantastic thing. They want to work somewhere else, or yeah, that's just yeah. fantastic. Mm-hmm. You support that, yeah. Of mm-hmm. course, but that's also. So it's not a contract for lifetime. Oh no! Someone, if you work with another artist, it's it no doesn't doesn't work like that. No, <laughs> but it's very important to just uh, to to give people safety. Uh, but it's also very fun to have mm. the opportunity to give someone else the chance mm. to yeah. join in this strange, strange life. And that's uh, that's in the industry. Do you have the same policy in your private life and relationship with friends and in love life? Well, I I don't spend too much time um, on my friends or love life, <laughs> but um, I I have a few friends. I don't have many because that's very exhausting when you have too much. Yeah. But I like to have like three friends. Mm-hmm. And I have three. For four is, is sorry, too much. in your whole life. I have, <laughs> I have three friends. Three friends, okay. And also, I'm very close to my sisters. They're mm. also my best friend. And actually, my mother and father are also mm. my best friend. Yeah, great. And then, do you do you do you manage to maintain a regular uh, relationship with them? That you communicate often with your friends? And... No, not at all. Mm. I do it. I'm very good at it when I'm home. Mm-hmm. But when I'm away... When you say home, I, when you mean Bergen or your hometown? When I'm in Bergen. In Bergen. Um, I'm very good at... at um, I was with a friend yesterday. Mm-hmm. We stayed up late. That's why I'm so... Um, I'm a bit tired today. Because yeah. um, you're allowed to have visitors again. Ye- right. Yesterday they yeah. said it. So I mm. invited someone over. <laughs> yeah. It was very fun. Because I'm not so often social. So it was mm. good for me to practice a bit with her before I met you guys today mm-hmm. um, but yes I uh, what did I say yes I'm good when I'm here but I I'm not good at being somewhere else when I'm in the moment so when I'm on tour I'm only on tour and I always almost forget that anything else exists mm-hmm. and when I'm making music which I do all the time mm-hmm. I disappear very far into my own world and I'm very bad at texting people mm. or keeping in touch which I could improve on of course um, but I guess but I, I'm just really bad at mm. thinking about anything else the music takes, and, takes your focus yes. when you're doing that do you then get in the same space as you talked about when you were a child and a teenager be, before before you became the uh, known artist uh, do you then go in the same space that you just focus on the music and then you like to be introverted and, and you like the solitude well yes um i'm very i get very um into the things i'm doing the mm. stuff i'm doing whatever it is i remember the, it was a time where where i started painting mm-hmm. and i only slept like four hours a night and i painted for almost 16 hours a day yes i get very into the things i do but it's it's sometimes a problem because then mm. it's hard for me to do anything else i i'm extremely good at focusing on what i like and mm. what i want but um 
it makes you forget about mm-hmm. a lot. Oh, and I, oh, yeah, I, I get in trouble a lot. I forget a lot of things. It's very, mm-hmm. but I'm working on it. Mm-hmm. I see. Mm-hmm. And um, with life challenges, uh, after you become uh, uh, like uh, um, as a as a grown up, uh, you've been uh, open about life challenges and 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 your mental health. Mm-hmm. Uh, would you want to take us a little bit through that? Take you on a mem- trip down memory lane. Memory yes. lane, um, or 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 yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, well, I, I am I am very proud of being human. Mm-hmm. I think that's my favorite personal trait that I'm just human, like everyone else. That's also my favorite trait about everyone else that mm-hmm. they're human, and I um, I find everything I feel very fascinating, um, and I like to really dive into why I'm feeling scared and why I'm feeling happy and why I'm feeling sad and I love writing about it and talking to myself about it Mm and it's very good for the mind to talk to yourself sometimes you're not crazy you're perfectly fine but yes um I um I'm I've had many, many ups and downs, like most people, I mm-hmm. think, in life. But of course, I've been through quite some extreme things because being an artist is a very extreme thing. And as and again, it's not really meant. I I don't think humans are meant to experience so much um, attention or pressure or um, so much love. Even though it's beautiful, it's also just uh, overwhelming. And also you get a lot of responsibility. People expect you to be more than human, which obviously no one can be. Mm-hmm. Uh, you felt God. a lot of pressure. Um, not really. I don't mm-hmm. feel it here, yeah. but I feel it f- from there. Mm-hmm. But I don't really answer to it. No. Because what's the point to, with that, you know? Because mm-hmm. you can only be what you can be. And I've always been very kind to myself. Um and I, that's the biggest thing I try to say to the people that like my music also that it's so important to be more kind to yourself we are so mean to ourselves and it's just heartbreaking to see these perfectly beautiful perfectly fine people being so uh, strict with themselves and being so judging mm-hmm. um, I've always thought that when I'm down or when I have bad uh, periods of my life I always think that as long as I manage to end up in my bed alive and I am a successful human being Mm -hmm. because sometimes your task for the day is only to make it to the next day Mm -hmm. and then that's perfectly fine and then you do the same the next day again until suddenly one day you feel a bit better Um, but give yourself time that's Mm -hmm. the most important thing and just be more kind don't expect too much of yourself when you know that what you actually need is just time to to, to heal mm. it's very important so take us you know you know psychologists we are very interested in in like thoughts and emotions and i think people are very interested in hearing people's different emotions and different thoughts mm-hmm. so during your lows can you take us through how you think and how how i how you feel so for a typical day uh, when you're at your low mm-hmm. or how, how does that day look well 
if I if I'm on tour and I have to play or I have to do like a thousand interviews or mm-hmm. um or, or meet fans and they're filled with anticipation and I know that I can't give them the same energy back because I've I am um sad or tired or um just overwhelmed I normally just tell them I said oh hello and I'm sorry I'm just I'm I'm like this today but Mm -hmm. I'm so happy to see you or in the interviews I often say I'm sorry I'm a bit wonky today but Mm -hmm. I'll do my best and on the stage also I said oh this was a tough day but I feel it's happy I'm it's nice to 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 be here with you I don't know when you say it out loud the the monster inside you mm-hmm. looks much s- smaller when mm-hmm. you pull it out and put it on the table next to you you can see the actual size of it mm. you know it's very important to just say mm. that's what I often do but if I'm home I usually just lay in bed um, and I eat um, food that makes me happy and I watch many Disney movies or I play Minecraft or I take a long shower and I just I do things that that makes me feel human the small things that remind me of um, how good these small things in life can be like a good cup of tea or a warm shower um, with a bit of cold water in the end I always do that when I'm sad because that gives the body a lot of natural endorphins Endor- endorphina endorphins endorphins I and, think that's, yes that's the, the hormones you get when you're um, it makes us happy so it's kind of a natural antidepressant to shower mm. a bit in cold water so that's a very good advi- advice um, but yes so so it seems to be like when you have the low periods and and when you when you're uh, touring or outside your home you manage to keep the activity level up uh, but you control the expectations level a little bit by telling people I'm not at my best mm-hmm. uh, but when you're at home you you sometimes allow yourself to to um, be do more nothing. sad yeah. or, or like just uh, just do do not nothing <sighs> Do nothing. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I don't, and I'll often just tell myself that, okay, now I feel like there's a, a whole ocean in my chest or I feel like mm-hmm. I'm sinking and that's fine. Mm-hmm. I'm not afraid of that emotion. Um, and I never make music when I feel like that because mm-hmm. I don't feel like I have the right perspective when I'm sad. I feel like no people has. That's why so many people in pain can seem rude to other people because obviously you have no room for anything Mm. else than yourself when you're in pain Mm. Um, and that's perfectly normal but that's um, why I never write when I'm sad sad, but I write afterwards because then I can see it more clearly and see the sadness differently yes so uh, that's very interesting and and, and, and in the field uh, um, of of trying to help people with their emotions and with their thoughts Mm -hmm. uh, it's often an exercise to try to try to discover what things are triggering the thoughts and emotions like mm. what is triggering you to be sad and it's often hard to say because sometimes it's not nothing to pinpoint but that's true but uh but it must be something and 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 what do you think that often is what triggers you to be sad with me it's often 
when I it's um it's rarely again personal things. Um, sometimes it is obvious, you know, but that's like normal things when someone you love dies or um, someone around you is depressed or you worry. That's that takes its toll on mm-hmm. you. But often with me, I I get very sad when I read the papers, mm. and I can get very lost, and I can sometimes lose hope in in us. Mm-hmm. And it's when makes, you say us, then you mean humans. Yes, humans. Mm. Yeah. It just makes me. It's very sad to think that so many obvious things, like racism, or people that just hates women or or the men that commit suicide or mm-hmm. to, like there's so there is so much pain and like pointless pain that didn't need to exist but we we make it so mm-hmm. and that's just really demotivating when you mm-hmm. read and i go quite deep into that uh, quite pointlessly and you feel, I feel hopelessness and yeah, helplessness and, and <laughs> helplessness and mm. so it's mostly existential things mm-hmm. and I think a lot about death as well mm-hmm. um, and it's the it's the weird balance with nothing matters mm. uh, but then the next day you think that everything matters <laughs> every little <laughs> thing which is mm-hmm. quite normal I think for people to go through the, that whole thing well, we see we see uh, uh, and we see, and as probably many people know, the new type of uh, mental health challenges which people experience. Like now, um, like many people have environmental anxiety. Yes. They have uh, a different type of, of uh, and young people, young adults and, and adults, people at all ages, uh, some of them have the same reaction as, as you're having. They read about the paper whether it's the COVID or environmental problems or racism and they feel over overwhelmed mm. and it's overwhelming and, and people get get hopelessness because you're being bombarded by different information. And you feel like you can't do anything with mm. it. It's very it's it's very it's a very empty and horrible feeling mm. to feel hopelessness. Can we blame the media? <laughs> um, I think in some ways, I think going through that hopelessness is an important part of making the world better mm-hmm. because without knowing how could we have a positive effect on the world if we didn't even know what was happening. Mm-hmm. So I think it's equally as important. But of course, every article is just written by people and people have flaws. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think we, I wish we could see more in the media what we have actually accomplished because mm-hmm. the 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 truth is that so many countries are getting better with the environment and, and like they're doing things every day small things mm-hmm. if it's just that now one school is recycling all or they they are making chairs out of recycled mm-hmm. plastic like mm-hmm. small things are happening every day and it's mm-hmm. fantastic yeah. and but that's not the clickbait article, perhaps. And no. Then, uh, then it becomes uh, I wish not, not, could... so, not so interesting to read about. Yes, yeah. but I wish we could see more of that because mm. it's important to know that every little thing we have done so far mm-hmm. has helped 
and you know it's it's really getting there i think so i do have hope Mm -hmm. but sometimes you just get blinded by Mm. whatever you see in front of you which is also okay i see and do you do you have then often a strategy as many people do me and me included that that in some periods i i don't read the news it's like i i it's like i I like I think you know in this period uh, there's not gonna do me any good about reading about these two three negative things I don't do it yes. so do you do the same that that you don't you don't seek negative information and you you, you keep it out yes and I almost never read the paper mm-hmm. um, because whatever the paper writes um, you still know that um, you need to do good mm. you know you, you don't need the papers to remind you of how horrible the world is sometimes because mm. you already know and you're already doing your best to be a good change um mm. in the right direction but i love i love talking to people about politics and about mm. the world and about emotional matters i think mm-hmm. that's very inspiring to hear what actually what what people think so i spend a lot of time every day discussing different matters with mm. people and I do that a, mm. a, a lot and I find it very interesting mm. sometimes educating sometimes not mm. but it's always interesting do you think uh, do you think that uh, that um, these worries about the world um, that that plays a big part in in the rise in mental health problems of, of young adults y- yes I think so and also um i am really i i i'm really afraid that media and also these these apps um social media apps mm-hmm. i am very afraid that they are dehumanizing us mm-hmm. and which i think they are because we are forgetting what matters and it's no wonder people are struggling with their self-image or mm. with the expectations they have because we have this app that is almost created for us to be in competition with each other um, and now there's even a competition on like with who is the most uh, what do you call it uh, woke mm-hmm. you know it's, it's so competitive and it's so it's made for you to compare yourself um and i'm so tired of um whatever is in us that makes us want to worship something we feel is perfect mm-hmm. it feels like we love looking up to um people we feel are perfect if mm-hmm. it if it's in like in their beauty or in their w- w- wealth mm-hmm. or wisdom um and then we we use that to also attack our mm-hmm. own image mm-hmm. and we feel less worthy which is mm. very um it is a very big shame i write a lot about this on my next album that's coming mm. out later this year looking forward um. to hear it <laughs> yeah, interesting what you talk about ab- about in, in this uh, i agree people 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 do this this is what happens and and if you think uh, if i think for example if i would be a teenager now in these times uh, it would be and having a strong much more impact the social media than than today 
mm. uh, because you're comparing and when you're a teenager or young person you it's very important that you are respected in your in your group and 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 um, and that is that is uh, important do you do you think people should use less social media oh yes mm. i like to be quite inactive or, or like i like to go um i'm not on social media that much mm-hmm. um and i encourage my fans often because th- they're the people i i can reach out to obviously mm-hmm. so i like to encourage them to take some weeks off once in a while mm. because of course our connection to each other online is true of course we are connected mm. and we can make friends online or, and through gaming like mm. it's really real it's very real mm. but also i think in some ways this connection online on this device is also creating a false illusion mm-hmm. that you're not lonely mm-hmm. and i think it's very easy to be confused you're reassured by by your followers or your likes mm-hmm. or your messages but also in the end you're alone again mm-hmm. so i think it's scary also that we are re- replacing of course now we have to because of covid but we mm-hmm. are replacing a lot of true interaction mm-hmm. with also true interaction but mm-hmm. also kind of an illusion of mm. true interaction which i think is um a shame mm. because there is nothing more in- interesting than to speak to someone that is sitting in front mm. of you and to see like to see them yeah. uh, so i hope i hope we will always keep that mm. alive even though of course it's making it hard for us to do that yeah. right now but, but what do you what do you think that people do it and and that that they want to be perceived as you know that they're in a good emotional state on social media and doing good things and and if i'm for example i'm not totally honest i think i've done it myself when yeah. I, i'm not feeling good mm. but still you post something on social media but it's not representing how you really feel mm. but how do you, why do you think people do that i don't know i think it is kind of maybe it's a placebo effect that we actually believe we are better mm-hmm. if we see ourselves in that universe being better mm-hmm. than we are and maybe yeah. i don't know it's easy to live in an illusion we do it all the time mm-hmm. most of us um oh oh it's really sad <laughs> i um i don't know why we do that mm-hmm. but i i guess keeping up appearances is it's very human mm. yeah this has also positive sides with it I, and also i think maybe maybe uh, maybe as well hard for many as well to to um uh, to share that they're not feeling good but but i mm. think I, i don't i haven't seen the statistics about it but uh, but uh, i think though there's a growing trend that many people are sharing a little bit more truer emotions yes. on social media definitely and then they're like saying you know this is how i feel i've been feeling down i've been feeling bad i just want to let my friends and family know that and mm. and uh, yeah so it seems to be a trend uh, uh, trend in that way yeah it's a very good it's one of the good ones mm. that one and it's weird because you know how when someone um known opens up and people just love them even more because mm. there's nothing more beautiful than a vulnerable 
human being mm -hmm. that are being honest about feelings they are either afraid of or ashamed of. Mm -hmm. It's so lovable mm -hmm. when people are honest. So it should just encourage all of us to be more honest because why? Because um, you, we love it when other people do it. Mm -hmm. And of course, other people will love it when you do it because mm -hmm. even though this world is very dehumanizing, mm -hmm. we can always prove that the more human we are, mm -hmm. the more easy it is to, to love us. Mm -hmm. <laughs> because I guess, you know, obviously we are humans and we love seeing human traits mm. in, in yeah. e e each other so it's important uh, Aurora you talked a lot about sadness and loneliness mm -hmm. so and um, we know um, COVID of course uh, has made many people more lonely mm. and, and more sad what kind of advice do you have to people who have been feeling lonely and sad well I'm I'm always a fighter for the, the underdogs because I am an underdog uh, or I've been um, my whole life and um, I know that um, the world is often not made for shy introverts, emotional um, or I guess complicated people um, but now my introvert, introverted friends we need to take care of our extroverted friends because mm. now they are in in a lot of pain <laughs> they're, they're more pain yeah. uh, and i think a lot mm. about because for me i love being inside and i know some people out there do too but i guess it's very different when you don't have the choice the 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 loneliness has such a different color when you have no other choice than to be lonely mm -hmm. it's very different of course um but I guess it's it's important to to know that it will pass. Mm -hmm. Everything will pass. Mm -hmm. Of course, it will. Yeah. Everything is n n nothing is eternal. Mm -hmm. Not even you or me. Um, so it's very important to know that it will go over, and just take day by day, and try to do small things like do a little walk outside in the park, or just try to do small things that gives you a different perspective um, and I guess if you're a family that lives close together I would just hope people can remember that okay maybe your mother is a bit different now than she usually is or maybe your your family is more um, angry or um, grumpy mm -hmm. and maybe people are arguing a bit more couples are arguing a bit more but I think that's also important to know that it's perfectly normal and we're all going through a lot of insecurities right now. It's if it's mm. financially like, like what's happening in the future, mm. people are really worried, and some people are really afraid of getting the virus. And mm. has you know, it's it's uh, we we never know what's going on in the inside of the people around us. So I think it's important to remember to be understanding and to not take it personally mm -hmm. if someone around you is rude and just to know that okay they are probably going through a lot Tough of things many, inside yeah. of them mm -hmm. and just to have understanding I think that's important yeah. but you also have to understand yourself mm -hmm. while you are being maybe less productive maybe you're sleeping or drinking a bit more yeah. I think that is also important to know that that's also normal and mm -hmm. we are all kind of going through a difficult time together but I think understandment is the most important mm. thing, maybe, to just be really understanding mm. that 
times are a bit shit right now mm. and it's not personal mm. <laughs> you know exactly. yeah. okay so it's been great to have have you with us aurora and uh, if we if we have the final question mm-hmm. so uh, uh, if you could give, give yourself advice mm. if you if we if you could, if we could go back in time before you before you decided that you were going to be an artist after you listened to the advice your mother gave you mm. what kind of advice would you give you then i think i would yes i would um i would give myself the advice to never forget not even for a minute or a second never forget why i started making music in the first place and mm. uh, you know who i am and why i make music and why i should love what i do because the reason why i started doing this is so f- fundamentally important to me and my soul um i think because i forgot for a few years when i was too busy on tour and i got really depressed so i think i would have told myself to never lose touch with that child that that used usually lives very strongly within my heart mm. um so that and that this inner child has to be very prominent in everything i do mm. um and all the people i meet um is very important and that's also the advice i give myself to the future mm-hmm. <laughs> to never forget because the core is the most important thing thank you for the great final words aurora it's been a pleasure thank you for having me